Good morning, and thank you for joining us for a new episode of Inspired to Be. I'm Sherry. I'm Doc Cynthia. How was your weekend? Your Friday night. We had such a good dinner. We did have a nice dinner. We got out a little bit. We did a little uh, Got to listen dancing. to some music. It was very good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah so I'm did. very excited about our show today. Well, and and I then know it's been a long a week because it's Saturday again. It's going by very, very fast. Doesn't it? Very fast. Yep. I'm moving soon. Can't wait. Can't wait. I know. To an undisclosed location. Watch out, Jupiter. (laughs) Yeah. But I'm so excited about today's guest. I cannot wait to hear all about her story. And Cynthia, I know that you're friends with her, so I want you to introduce our very special guest. Well, I was thinking about how I would like to introduce uh, Teresa. And it reminded me of a discussion I had with my son because we're talking about family but not family. Mm -hmm. Because sometimes, for some of us, we would like to pick our own family. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? And so uh, I would like to say that Teresa is my family, not family, my positivity sister, my almost colonel friend. (laughs) And you know, I adore you and I believe in you so much. And you have so much to share with our listeners during these trying times. And our personal friendship has blossomed into a tree of resiliency, positivity, and transformation. And on a personal note, we've seen one another through writing books, international speaking gigs, exploration of spirituality, and our daily practices, being single, great wine trips, aerial yoga, (laughs) (laughs) and helping each other get through TED Talks. And so I would like to uh, introduce my wonderful friend, uh, Teresa Bodner. She's a lieutenant colonel. However, in October, we will salute her and call her Colonel in the the U.S. US Army. Army. Yep. A certified Army Master Resilience Trainer, Positivity Psychology Practitioner, Eating Psychology Educator, Stress Mastery Educator, I have the goosebumps, and Resilience Building Leader Program Instructor. And she has a fabulous book, which we'll get into, about positivity and uh, so many more things that we can talk about. She has a, TED, a TED, TEDx talk in 2018 entitled The Gift of Gratitude and Foresight. Which I love that, your TED talk. Yes, it's all about gratitude and becoming more resilient. And without a further ado, here's my girl. Welcome, Teresa. How are you? Oh, my gosh. Hi, everyone. I am so excited to talk to Sherry, you and Cynthia today. Um, it's a little bit early for me, but... You know, you talking to you ladies is definitely worth getting up um, and having this great conversation this morning. So I appreciate you taking the time um, and asking me to be on the show this morning. Well, thank you so much for joining you. I think I'd like to start out with a question, and probably the most obvious question is what led you to join the Army? What was the process that got you to become um, going this direction with your career? Wow. Okay. I think that's a great question. Um And let's just start about being honest. You know, I had never really considered the Army as a career um, and really never considered joining the Army um, until I was in my, I think, late junior year of high school. So it wasn't something that I grew up always wanting to do. I didn't have anybody in my family that was in the military, but my mother was a guidance secretary at the high school 
And she would get uh, recruiters that would just come in and talk to her all the time. And, you know, we were looking at different colleges, and I was getting actually recruited to play softball at John Carroll University in Cleveland, Ohio, which is a small private university. And I really wanted to go, but they were a Division three school, and, you know, they didn't give any athletic scholarships. So I needed to find a way, if I wanted to play, um, to, to get some scholarship money. And so... You know, I looked into the ROTC program, talked to a recruiter, and, and to be honest, at the time, I thought to myself, well, Teresa, you're smart and you're athletic. I think that you can do the Army for a couple of years. Um, and so, you know, I, I actually applied for the National Scholarship ROTC program, and I got the, I got the scholarship. And what was really cool was the first year it was kind of trial so if it wasn't for me i could actually stop at that point but i'll tell you my experience as an rotc cadet at john carroll was amazing um, i loved what i was learning about leadership about servant leadership and just about the people that i was exposed to my rotc classmates were some of the best friends that i had we got up, we worked out together, we worked hard, and um, it was just something that I really, really made my college experience. Um, and so when I was done with the program there, when you graduate from college and you're in the ROTC program, you get commissioned as a second lieutenant in the Army. So I was really excited because my first assignment, I actually got to recruit a little bit for ROTC um, at John Carroll. So I got to share my experiences with kids that were thinking about coming on to the program. And then I got stationed in Germany, which I have to say was what something that I really super wanted to do. And it was just amazing that that kind of transpired is, you know, I got basically the, the job assignment that I had been searching for and hoping for um and so you know i at that time i i just thought i was going to be in four years i thought i was going to do my four years and be done and my life has been such gosh so many twists and turns <laughs> and so many different opportunities along the way um have led me to where i'm at now which i'm going to be actually transitioning after 20 years on active duty um, into a reserve capacity and getting promoted to colonel as, as um that is so thing, fantastic congratulations what an achievement you. thank you um and i have to say just like along the way i've had so many just incredible assignments um can you tell like us some of them i was stationed in germany yeah i actually got to come back to the pittsburgh area which is a little bit closer to my family in Northeast Ohio, and I got to um, do a couple things with them. I took command of a unit there, and I also was chosen to be an ROTC instructor at the University of Pittsburgh, mm. which I went to school to be a teacher. So for me, that was like the best thing that could have happened. And then, you know, after that assignment, I, I thought that I was done. I had completed a total of eight years at that time which would have fulfilled my commitment. 
But I kept getting asked to do these really amazing jobs. So I got to do some marketing and recruiting for ROTC. Um, I got selected for a dual master's program through the Army, um, which was amazing. It was an MBA and an MTA out of Syracuse, which helped me prepare for a job that I've had the past 10 years um, at the Pentagon Department of the Army level um, doing budget and program analysis. So my, my career has just been so incredible. And, and like I said, I, I actually finished 20 years of active service at the end of September. And at the time I was going to retire. Um, but then as God would have it, you know, <laughs> I got selected for promotion to Colonel. <laughs> and I also um, got offered a civilian job recruiting and marketing for ROTC at John Carroll, which you remember is my alma mater. <laughs> that's incredible. In so I get to be back in the area with my oh, family. Oh, wow. So that's coming full circle. Army experience with the people I love. And I come in with this with a different um, seat, I guess, because she would we would discuss this uh, a lot, I would say, correct? <laughs> and mm -hmm. I kept saying to you, I'm telling you, girl, you've got something big coming your way because she can manifest things. She's, she, she doesn't really speak of that, but a lot of these things you've manifested yourself because it's something you, you knew you wanted to do. Yeah, so, so in different, I love that you brought that up because I'll say that there were several different points within my career um, that could have gone a multitude of different directions, but, you know, I always had an idea of what I wanted. And, and Cynthia, you and I have talked a lot about this. Mm. Um, sometimes we think we want, we know what we want, and what's right for us ends up being something else. Exactly. Um, but if you are open, you know what you want, and you see the opportunities ahead of you, life has a way of kind of guiding you in the right direction. It sure does. So I feel like for the past 20 years, I've, I've, I've really walked kind of this divine path yep. that, yes, I have manifested, definitely, um, but also I think because I was really just intentional and open and I paid attention. And, and you know, I had and a I leap of sure faith, too. I made decisions that were really consistent yeah. with my values and what I wanted. Yeah. Uh, Teresa, some of the other, um, your education as far as eating psychology educator, stress master educator, were all these things something that you chose to do for a particular reason? Was this something that the Army, um, some some of their teachings? Yeah. So, uh, so sure, I actually, I, I'm a huge education nerd. Okay. I guess you could say, so I am always looking <laughs> for different things to more, learn and immerse myself in. Right, more certification. And I, would say I get it. <laughs> everything that I've pursued over time, um, it, it was just something that I was very mm. interested and connected to. Um, I will say, you know, in terms of the positive psychology, resilience, stress mastery, um, you know, I have myself. Um, like a lot of people struggled from some some depressive episodes mm -hmm. um, and you know working at the level that I did at the Pentagon as well for for 10 years 
uh, can be very stressful and grueling. And, you know, at times I did find myself physiologically uh, reacting to some of the stress that I was experiencing. I can imagine. And so, you know, when you're faced with those kind of things, you want to learn more about it. You want to learn how to help yourself um, rise out of those, those struggles, but also help others. Do you feel so comfortable was, talking about you know, some, both an some of that? individual and mm-hmm. just a, an interest type thing for me. Yeah. Do you feel comfortable talking about some of that, Teresa, about, because you've really, I mean, you've had stomach issues and with all the stress, I mean. Yeah, what challenges have you gone through with depression or any? Headaches. Headaches, um, Stomach issues, vomiting, nausea. um, It's manifested itself physiologically, and it's gotten progressively worse um, over the past few years, I would say. And... And part of that, you know, as I'm learning the stress mastery techniques, it, it's helping out. Um, but also I'll say like this, this decision that I'm making to mm. get off active duty and kind of go a different route in terms of moving to the reserve uh, side of the house, getting promoted um, as a part-time soldier, and then working with the Army War College. I mean, that's, that's a very different type of job that I've ha- than I've had in the past, and I think it's it's one of teaching and training that one that feels more that I'm more aligned with mm-hmm. than maybe some of the jobs and stressors that I've had previously. Um, so this decision to do that, but also return to my hometown, be closer to family, um, take this ROTC instructor instructor recruiter job. I mean, doing something that I feel so connected and committed to. Um, it, it's, I'm making those decisions because one, I know it's going to be best for me and I'm excited about it, but I also knew that my body was telling me mm. that it was time to make a different choice. Right. I can't even so, imagine all that you've witnessed in the 20 years that you've been in the army, um, just through... 9-11 and so many experiences and it's had to be incredible stress and challenges that you've had to to deal with plus being a female being a female yes i, I was mean to bring that up yep yeah. do you, do you th- it, it has it has definitely been a challenge and one thing i did not mention um is that you know back in 2000 i think it was 2003 time frame um, I was actually um, getting ready to, pl- to deploy for the first um, first war, and uh, I was involved in a near-fatal car accident. Oh, my goodness. Uh, when I was stationed in Germany. I was, like I said, two weeks out from deploying, and I, um, I suffered a traumatic brain injury. And I think, you know, sometimes some of the mental and, and physiological issues and physical issues that I still have kind of today, um, maybe as a result of that. But, you, um, but you're so lucky you survived that. that. Yeah. Had been difficult, has been a process. Mm-hmm. Um, but I'm incredibly grateful for my recovery um, and for where I'm at right now. Well, look at what because you're doing. I never thought that I was where I'd be today given 
everything that I've experienced. Well, you're sharing so much. I mean, your book, Get Up, um, is, is absolutely incredible that you came from your notes that you kept and you wrote it in poetry form. I think that's absolutely beautiful. And that you, Thank you. chose to write it you know, in that, that format. That was something that I was never a write. Well, okay, I was never a poet poet before writing that book. Mm-hmm. I had always written, wrote, and journaled, you know, to kind of like process my feelings and things. But when I was taking the Certificate of Applied Positive Psychology course through the Flourishing Center back in 2015, um, I, I felt just really connected to the material, and for some reason. I started writing poetry. I love so it. That book, Get Up, was all the concepts I was learning, and that was kind of the mechanism that it was coming out of my heart and brain. Right. Yeah. Yeah, it's flowing just, through you I naturally. I poetry all the time. But you know, process emotions and feelings. the thing about you, Teresa, that you don't uh, speak about, but it's the truth, is that you have this natural ability on so many levels that I, I can just say, I think through the Army, people saw, you were lucky that a lot of the people that were above you saw all of your potential, and they kept pushing you at times, right? Because, I mean, as a leader, you, you have such amazing leadership qualities, but in some people, they might not have uh, recognized as much. You know, they really, they really saw that for you and wanted you to keep, keep going. And... Um, and I just, I just thought that when you have so many gifts that you, you were continuing to be uplifted throughout yeah. your career. And a lot of these things come out. And that's why I ask you to uh, write these positivity cards uh, for my, uh, my box. Yeah, A to Z. And everyone loves those decks. I love those. Yeah, because when we're together, we really we, oh we shouldn't God. be. We brainstorm all these things. I love to write, Teresa. I mean, I love to write, and it, I just let whatever comes out just flow out uncensored. Yes. And just, and you know, just write. They're just beautiful. And that was like an outlet for you with writing, but I can, I just know that uh, I've met some of the people that worked with you, and they just respect you and adore you. And I guess a question I would have is what advice would you give women today? if they're even considering a military career? So based on my experience, I would just say that, you know, the military is a, is a really exciting place to be. And we've made huge strides um, in all types of areas. But as a woman, um, I've felt that my environment um, has all been very inclusive. And I've been excited to see that opportunities for women have grown throughout the 20 years I've been in service and that they're going to continue to grow and that the military, all services, they need us. Women provide a unique perspective. We have a different way of looking at things. Our voice, our input is so important. And then because if we don't join, if we don't take part in military service, the Army, the Navy, the Air Force, Marines, they miss out on all the gifts that we can give. That's true. So I'm really passionate about we need, we need to be there. Our military service needs us as women 
to join, to serve, and to influence. So more women need to join the military. And how do you think that you yourself influenced uh, the people that you worked with? Well, the, the, the biggest way that I try to influence people is actually through just example. I try to be the best person that I can be, be very open, authentic, real, and, you know, speak up when I have an opinion. Um, I, I'm just very, very open and real. And I found that that's that has worked with me probably more than anything else is just being an example for other people. I, I don't, I'm not the type of person that tries to force an opinion or force my way of being on other people. I feel like my job is to show up, be authentic and real, do the right thing, and other people will see that and be inspired. Walk the walk. Yes, exactly. Walk the walk, walk talk the, walk. the talk. Walk the talk. Is there a particular story or lesson that you learned from positive psychology that made your life better? So one of the things I think in positive psychology that I appreciated the most and that I didn't understand at first um, was that our brains, you know, have this, un not unfortunately, but we have a kind of a negative default first. Mm-hmm. You know, and that our brains are designed to protect us from harm. And so sometimes our first thoughts aren't the most realistic, accurate, or true. And sometimes we need to pay attention to those thoughts, pay attention to our feelings, which will give us an indicator of what those thoughts are, and really work on rearranging them into something that is more positive, holistic, realistic, um, and inspiring. So I think with positive psychology, really it was kind of learning how the brain works mm -hmm. and knowing that, okay, if I'm kind of getting stuck in this negative default, I do have a way to proactively get out of that, you know, through, you know, cognitive behavioral therapy, about reframing my thoughts. Um, gratitude has always been a really big thing for me. I found that it has immense positive aspects. It, it has the ability to bring me out of, you know, a really poor mood, has a way to open my eyes and show me all the good stuff that I have and had that is going on in my life. Um, and so those are the things that really kind of struck me uh, with the whole positive psychology topic. And we go back and forth about that negativity bias and it's funny I have this whole thing written out and choosing negative thoughts that repel the positive and I think we've had that discussion about staying in that positive lane with gratitude but feel, but authentically feeling that gratitude right absolutely that's, that's how we rewire our thinking correct so absolutely yeah and you know and, and so and I think a, a good thing to add to that is yes it's rewiring your brain so that those those pathways to the positive thoughts get Correct. stronger. Yep. Um, we store but it's more. also something that you have to continuously practice. Absolutely. I you mean, have to visualize it. It's not gratitude one and done. It's a practice that we do daily um, in order to, you know, strengthen our, our, our well, repel our negative, negativity bias and 
yeah. um, have a more po- positive outlook. Yeah, we have to do a check on our thoughts each and make sure that we're yeah it's check great. on our thinking. It's great to do at nighttime, mm-hmm. you know, so you marinate on the good when you're sleeping. Yes. How can people get your book? Buy your book, Teresa, because it's so it's such a great book for this time for people struggling. Oh, absolutely. So, so the book uh, probably the best place to get that right now is on Amazon. Okay. So it's get up, get G E T U P P, understanding positive psychology, and it comes in both a um, a hard copy and a Kindle version. Okay, that's then, wonderful. Um, we'll post I that also, on our social media where people can get the link to go directly to Amazon to purchase your book. Thank you, I appreciate it. And I also do have the availability on a website that I have. Um, to purchase it through there. But what I'm doing right now is I'm in a transition mode where I'm, I'm, I don't quite have a house yet and my, all my stockage is in storage <laughs> and right here. That's why I'm kind of giving the Amazon uh, link yes, for that good. right now. We're always parallel. Um, but if anybody <laughs> would like a autograph copy, um, right now I can take them orders um, just for, through email, I would guess would be the best way for me to do that. And I can give you my email address if you would like me to do that. Sure, as well. please. Okay. So it is T H E R E S A underscore B O D N A R at yahoo.com. Great, thank you. Your TED Talk, Teresa. Um, talk yes. to us a little bit about that because it was really fascinating, the gratitude and foresight and all that you, it was basically about change and you getting ready to accept your promotion and um, how you were preparing to do that. So you, you go through the steps one through five, which um, really interesting. So I, I think our listeners would love to hear about this. Yeah, you know what? It's, it's one of those things where... Anytime that there, there's a change, to be honest, I get really anxious. And so the development of that, the gratitude and foresight tool, um, is something that I took from learning positive psychology. And it's, a, but it's actually an integrated series of skills that I learned in a positive psychology class that I kind of strung together um, when I was going through some, some anxiety related to promotion and change in job and it's something that you know I can continue uh, to practice because I know that I just I naturally get more anxious and I think a lot of people do during times of transition and change Mm -hmm. I've had to use it you know even as I'm transitioning from active status to a reserve status and some of you know the latent anxiety that could be related to that it's just you know, it builds on all those things of, you know, okay, you start off with a situation and you have these these first thoughts, you know, and the anxiety-producing thoughts, which are, you know, again, they're kind of designed to protect you. But if you look at everything that's, that's happened in life, if you go back and really check your, those thoughts, you'll realize that they're, they're probably not good positive thoughts. They're, they're not the most accurate or true. And so that idea of looking at it and reframing and then, you know, getting from the reframe to, okay, I want to feel excited. So how can I feel excited? Well, you can start, you know, imagining all of the good that can come from this change that's going on in your life. 
Take and yourself I think out of fear. Would say too is in the way when you when you change your thoughts, when you look out and you start get excited about the future, you start manifesting those things to happen in your life. Because you're feeling but it. It's a change that has to be conscious. Yes. Yes. And intentional. And so I was really just again through my positive psychology training, I I, I kind of integrated that into the the challenge future gratitude reframe process which was the subject of my TEDx talk and I use it because it works and it helps me get through those those transitional times and did you and did you use that doing the the process of the TED experience I, I I very rarely talk about the TED experience because it was a very it was the most it was one of the more difficult things I've ever done I think um giving that speech and I I thank you for going first. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but it's it, you know it, it definitely was it was it was challenging in in Sherry Cynthia knows this but the whole TEDx talk thing right oh. how that happened oh. for me was just really kind of serendipitous so yeah, 100% I was um I was participating in the creation of a second book uh, with this guy, gratitude expert Russ Terry, and I wrote a chapter for him. Mm-hmm. And my chapter was actually about um, the gratitude and foresight tool that I spoke about on my TEDx talk. So, you know, through my positive psychology courses, we had always watched TED and TEDx talks. That's how I knew what they were. And I always thought to myself, well, you know, I would love to give one one day. <laughs> and then. <laughs> I wrote this book with Russ, and I knew that it was going to come out sometime. And I thought, well, what a great marketing tool it would be if I did a TEDx talk about what I wrote about, right? And so, and, and I'm I'm convinced that my phone listens to me, which we know they all do. And all of a sudden, like I saw this ad for te- TEDx Wilmington, and I'm like, okay, I'm going to submit my application. And I literally submitted my application, not expecting anything. Like it was just one of those things I just should try. Yep. And a month later, I got called and and asked if I would do the talk. And and so it's just, it was really interesting how that all developed and manifested. Because hundreds um, of thousands of people apply for these things. They do. Yeah. And and it's like in your mind, uh, you know, it's it's a it's a it's a grueling process and all the people i know who have done the, the ted talks it's they're not that lengthy it's not but they're very intense it's because it's a message right Teresa? Mm-hmm. it's like you're used to being a yeah. speaker and all of a sudden you're not a speaker you have you to, have to compile all it. that stuff into something to give us very specific message exactly and i think for me that was right. high i know that was hard for you too but then you get up in front of all these other experts well, and you just have to be you have to be really intentional about yeah the message that you want to give to other people. And yeah, it's hard, especially when you have a lot to say in a limited time frame. It's yeah. like, what's the best way to get this message out, you know, and still like tell a story and be funny and be relatable. And, you know, cause you, <laughs> there is a, a, a sense of showmanship as well. Yeah. In the whole TEDx experience is like, you know, not only does your message need to be good, but you know, you also need, to dress professionally and you have to think about uh, what is the best way to connect with the audience um, when you're giving the talk. 
Well, it was very good. I enjoyed it. And um, would you do it again? <laughs> yes, I would absolutely. We would do, do it, it again. again. We didn't say that, it, but yeah, it's like once you get off that stage and you feel that rush, and then that one's uh, so bad after all. Then people, then you're like, oh, I think I would do that again. And everybody in my house were like, oh my god, you know, don't ever do it again. But yeah, it's it's a it's yeah because you feel like it. For me, I know we talked about this. It's it's like you feel like you really want to give this to people to understand sure. and it feels like a it's a heaviness right is that how you felt too it's like you want to yeah. be you want to so right be before, right, right before it was that you know yeah. a heavy, and preparing it for it right before it was a happiness there yeah. was of course a lot of video anxiety, anxiety. giving a talk in front of so many people yeah. mm-hmm. you know that was streamed to yeah. many countries you know and you're <laughs> like oh, I hope I, everything turns out and then once you get out there you know i i don't know if this happened with you cynthia but it's kind of like you just perform, you just go with it. Like it, I was okay once I started. It was just getting up to that start point where I felt shaky. But once I started, I was okay. And then once I was done, oh my goodness, I was so relieved. Yeah. And happy and grateful for the experience. But leading up to it, it was a, it was, it was kind of a bear. <laughs> well, give yourself a big hug. You've done so much. But Cynthia and I both are very much into self-care and mm-hmm. would love to hear what type, what are you doing to take as far as your own self-care? You're coming into a whole new chapter now and going back to your hometown, being a, promoted to yeah. a colonel. So, What's happening? going to happen next? What are you going to do next? And what do you like to enjoy to, doing what would be a self-care routine i guess we're asking yes yeah self-care routine so definitely continuing on with the gratitude practice Mm -hmm. so i still do you know a gratitude journal for myself well that's a great idea where i pick out a few things that i'm grateful for each day um i'm also in terms of self-care i mean i do like the massages and yoga um and all of that to keep my my mind and my body straight um but also what's really big for me is energy management Hmm. um so one of the biggest challenges that i'm facing right now is you know i i'm used to being alone i'm used to you know having a lot of time to myself um and now being at home with the family i mean it's great but i'm an adjustment like busy and surrounded by people and I don't necessarily have that built-in alone time for me to reset mm-hmm. um, so it's actually me again paying attention to my body how I'm feeling knowing when I need to actually take a break and being very honest with my loved ones and friends and being able to say no to things and activities when I know that I need to Um, and just being very protective of my time and my energy because I know if I do too much I'm gonna I'm gonna get burned out so part of that was before so part of that's boundaries right great situation you know to be home to be with family to be surrounded by love it is it is very much different than the life of a single girl living in Alexandria, Virginia. <laughs> yeah, I understand. You know? So some of that is boundaries that you're talking about, but the physiology part, like that's that's I'm interested. So because sometimes you have, 
you know, um, physical signs for you, like with headaches, for example, I know. Um, yeah. Yeah. So when that, when you feel that's coming, that's when you kind of say to yourself, okay, well, I need some time alone. I need, I need time by myself. Take a walk. But it's nice your family and friends uh, respect that part. Um, oh, yeah. I think, you know, everybody kind of knows. They re- they recognize that this is a big change and transition for me. And, um, you know, when I when I have to do those self-care activities, they, they've been very supportive of it. It's just I need, you know, I need to be willing to say, like I said, no, or I can't, or I need a break, or, you know, I just, yeah, you have to speak up, be able to speak up for yourself, I think, in those situations. Well, let me ask you this. What are you looking forward to now that you're, I know it was taking your hair out of that ponytail. <laughs> <laughs> so, so actually, now they've just changed the regulations. We can wear a ponytail. Oh, there was the a army. regulation yeah. you couldn't have a ponytail? Of course they did it as I was transitioning off of active duty, but... <laughs> Okay, so one of the the things I'm looking forward to the most, is that what you're saying? Yeah. Okay, so one of the things that I am so looking forward to is when you are on active duty, anytime you travel outside of, like, the local commuting distance, which is anywhere probably outside of 50 miles, you could get leeway up to 250, but generally I have to get approval, you know, to go anywhere that's a longer distance. And anytime I travel overseas, it's like there's a really lengthy process to get approval. But now that I'm transitioning into a part-time position, a part-time military position, and I have a regular job as, you know, civilian, civilian, I don't need to do those checks and balances. So I can make more spontaneous trips. And more freedom. And I'm really looking forward to that. I know. (laughs) I'll never find you. Well, and the other thing I have to tell you, my <laughs> so friend. Where's Waldo? Where's Teresa? Yeah, where's Teresa? Is uh, so you you have a big day coming when you're going to be Colonel on October thirty thirtieth, mm-hmm. and so I, I, I'm I'm shooting for October thirtieth. Yeah. Correct. And so the next day, football is the Steeler Browns game. We've been talking ah. about. <laughs> I know. Going together. <laughs> Can't imagine us being in the same stadium with this thing. But I uh, just want to know what who you think is going to win that game, Teresa. Colonel <laughs> Teresa. Well, definitely the Browns. Oh, the Browns. <laughs> so you're on opposite teams. Definitely the Browns. I know that we're, we're going to have to be, you know, we're going to have to have a love-hate relationship oh that day. Oh, my God. I've got my towel so, already, yeah, girl. The, the 30th of October <laughs> date was designed with that in mind because, I know that you, but I also have a, a lot of other friends, like in the D.C. area, too. Yeah, it's intense. That totally wanted to come to Cleveland anyway for that game to tailgate. Yes. So I was like, let me give them another reason why. And it's Halloween. How fun. It's Halloween and, weekend. And it's Halloween. <laughs> yeah. That oh, is yeah. going to be so a be, mess. There'll be some Halloween tailgating going on. Girl, we can wear our uh, respective outfits with uh, the Browns and the Steelers, and that could be our costumes, too, you know. We could. We totally well, thank could. you so much, Teresa, for thank joining you, Teresa. us today I for just... Inspired to Be Podcast. We've enjoyed you so much having you on the show. Thank and you for your represent. service. It's been great talking to you both. I haven't talked to Cynthia before, but Sherry, it's, it's been great speaking to you. It's been great speaking to you, too. Yes, we'd love for you to come to the studio, and yes. we'll take you out to dinner 
introduce you to Ooh, our... I love dinner. Okay. And a gong bath. <laughs> and a gong bath. <laughs> we'll do Thank all you. the things. And introduce Perfect. you to our amazing producer, Mike McGann, who yes. takes care of us every Monday. We look forward to this every Monday. Every Thank you, Monday. Mike. Thank you. All right. Thank you, Teresa. Have a beautiful Saturday mm-hmm. and take care. Be safe. And once again, congratulations on yes. your huge, huge, what an honor. This promotion is amazing. Colonel. Yes, Colonel. We, we just Thank salute you. Love you. all that oh you do, Teresa. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.